0: When Daniel finished the meeting, and I don't know, if, where's Daniel, he, um, he finished with a challenge to our hearts, and it was, are you prepared to face your fears, and are you prepared to face your pride to give glory to the God? And I thought, whoa, that's a fitting sentence for the beginning of next week, as I've been asked to speak, and I thought, whoa, uh, but it is for the glory of God that I stand here this morning. Uh, face my fears, face my pride. Yep, but it doesn't matter. Um, so um, when John asked me to speak, um, I I was thinking, what do I speak on? Um, God, you've done so much in my life. I've been on quite a journey, particularly in the last six or seven years. Um, I thought, what do I speak on? Um, so I went down a trip on memory lane. Um, we have different... Um, Degrees of memory in our family, different memory losses, and I visited a room recently, um, and it was in this day centre, and it was called Memory Lane. And you walk down this little corridor, and into this room, and there were boxes of belongings people had donated from the past, and people could go in there, and start to unpack them, and tell the staff what they were and what memories they brought to them. And I thought, and as I was saying to God, oh how do I share? What do I share? I felt those words memory lane was use some objects, use the PowerPoint, just in case you forget where you're going. Um, So, um, and it's interesting, as I started to go down memory lane and started to remember what God had done um, and who he is and throughout the years, I just am amazed just at God's faithfulness, goodness, answers to prayer. Even a word in German, Tracy eh? um, When Alan spoke in German that morning, it was the word of God. And the start of healing. So, so many things happen along the journey. Um, in, it's interesting in the Old Testament, we're actually encouraged to, to look back, the people of Israel are encouraged to look back and remember what God had done. And actually, they, uh, quite often, they would build stones of memorial, memorial stones to remember what God had done. You know, it could have been a battle a special place where God had provided water. Today we might like the idea of a journal and we can write it down to remember what God has done. And memories are so important to look back on when we look back to remember what God has done because there are some days that are not so good as others and we need to remember the faithfulness of God, the love of God. <coughs> and uh, I know it's something Jim particularly encourages well as I started to remember I suddenly got filled with a joy so unspeakable uncontainable and a couple of weeks ago I think I said to Esme and Jana is it wrong to have this much joy is it wrong to have so much joy I you know I'm in my early 50s and I don't think I can behave when I go out because I've gone down this trip of memory lane and whoa to remember what God has done and who he is and that's why I'm able to stand here. It's a miracle, you know. And I had a joy, and I was I said to with as I came in the premiere. Oh, I've got this joy. It's, what do I do? What do I do? Is it, you know, I was, um, you know, I did dance down the first aisle of Tesco's a few weeks ago because I couldn't contain it, <laughs> and I couldn't even dare switch on the music. That would be no. So and so, I was very pleased when I found recently. Um, the phrase in the book of Nehemiah, it's a book in the Old Testament, and their joy was very great. And I thought, yes, yes, people have been there before. That's cool. That's cool. And you think of King David getting very excited as well. Um, and so I thought, that's great, keeping good company here. Um, so as I was just thinking how to share, um, and I was like, whoa, um, Debbie Evans phoned. And um, some of you will remember Debbie Evans, <coughs> Debbie Bursnam from years ago. And it's been a bit of a big trip round down memory lane. And I'm really glad you young people are here. Because you see, it started from when I came to the church and I was in the youth group. And I was a bit older though. I was about 16, 17. Um, but when Debbie phoned, she was in our youth group many years ago when Alan and Esme did the youth group and I helped them run it. And we had quite some adventures. We won't mention horses or rock climbing. But But we had some fun times. And as Debbie phoned, um, she'd been in the youth group. And when she was younger, life wasn't quite so straightforward for her as it was going to be for other people. And yet, God met her over the years. And she faithfully walked in God. And God gave her her heart's desire. And today, she is a married woman. With three beautiful children under the age of about five now, under the age of five it was at one point. And she was phoning to tell me um, that they're moving to Sittingbourne. They're managing to get a bigger house. Uh, they really are cramped. And yet all she's known is the joy and the miracle of having children, of being married. And she is a result of prayer all through the years. When life looks difficult and you think I haven't got it as good as other young people. I've got these hindrances, I've got these handicaps, but it's no problem to God. Amen. And she started that journey in the Lord, and she's been on many adventures since, and she could probably share a test me so much better. Well, I said to her, Do you know what? I'm speaking this Sunday, Debbie. And I said, To be quite honest, I've got so much stuff I could share. And um, Martin one day had said, I'll pray for concentration and revelation. And he came back at the end of the day, and I went and I'd started my notes about 10 times over, and I said, I don't need revelation. It's the concentration to work out how to present the revelation. Um, And he laughed. My poor husband's had to walk this journey in the last few weeks. We've had another person in the house called Nehemiah as we've walked and read Nehemiah. So it's been quite a hilarious journey. The housework has not got done. However, God reminded me, and Debbie said to me, and I love this, and I hope in years to come, when you phone your youth leader, you will be able to give her advice. You will be able to give Timo advice because you're walking. You're still doing the walk Mm -hmm. with Jesus. And I'm so excited you're here today. At first, when Becky texted me Thursday night, she went, hey, Debbie, we're going to come and join you. We're going to come and listen. And do you know what happened? I panicked. <laughs> I panicked. Because I, my two are part of the young people's group. And I'm fast realising in these recent days, as John helpfully preached a month or two back, we're different generations. And the generation I grew up in, in the youth group, um, and... The, the world that I was living in is very different to the world that you're living in today. Some things are massive improvements, certainly communication is amazing. You can be on your phone, you can FaceTime people, you can video people, just like that. Uh, In our generation, we used to, we had three channels on the television, and you had to get up to change the channels. We'd be able to play out in the streets, so we'd be able to hang out safely. Um, So lots of different things going on, and I thought, How am I going to relate to these young people this morning? Because I'm very much aware with Anna Joy and Simeon, they're using words I don't understand. They use bigger words than me. And they're trying to get me to pronounce it correctly, how to say it, what does it mean. I don't use cool language. And they're bigger than me. They're getting taller. But then God took me back to... Actually, it's about the journey, going on God's journey. And you know what? Over the years... Everything else might have changed. You might be generation, is it Z, yeah? And we're generation X. But God started you out on a journey, and it's going to be no different from the journey that many of us have set out on over the years with many adventures along the way. And um, Debbie said, as she was on the phone to me, she she said, right, Debbie, just... She said, don't be what you're not and be what you are. Jim had echoed that a few days before, and I thought... Amen. We're all unique, and um, and this first came to mind. We have this. Hold on, have I got it in my overhead? Yes, cool. Okay, from the amplified. I do flit around different versions of the Bible because it sometimes really helps you understand what God's saying because we don't all speak the same language. Um, so I find it very helpful, and I must admit that's where technology is fantastic. You can do it all on your phone. <laughs> If you're starting out in the word of God, start with the real thing. It helps to work out where things are. And it says, and we have this precious treasure, earthen vessels, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be from God and not from ourselves. And I thought, that's how I stand here this morning. I'm, I'm this vessel, this weak vessel, but I have this treasure within, this precious treasure within. And funny enough, a few weeks ago, I won't say I was in another coffee shop, (laughs) <laughs> About eight, o- 8 o'clock in the morning, no names given. 8 o'clock in the morning, trying to motivate myself to go to the gym. And I sat there, and I always have a time with the Lord. Um, and someone came up to me who I'd known from the past, going on with the Lord, but they'd been going through some stressful times. And I said, can, can I pray? And as I prayed for them, God released them. And then they gave me a picture. <laughs> I thought, whoa, this is amazing. And um, she said, you're this treasure box. Um, And there's a key in the treasure box. And God says, that's who you are. And you have the key to unlock that treasure box. And there's all these treasures. And that's what you're doing. And that's how God is using you. But what I found in preparing for today is I opened that treasure box. And it's a bit like my cupboards, which Martin (laughs) laughed. He loves to sort my cupboards. He's brilliant is that when you open the door, everything falls out. <laughs> and you think, where am I going to start? But I love this picture. This picture Jane sent down for me. Um, Jane Haley painted this picture. And it's a, it's a picture of a broken vessel, uh, broken in many bits. Now, the Japanese do a special type of art, form of art, that when a vessel gets broken, it doesn't matter how many bits it is, they mend it with, with a paint which has pure gold in it. And actually, this vase, with its broken pieces and the gold in Japan, becomes more valuable. And Jane painted a picture of that. And somewhere in between, you can see the heart, can't you? I just see God's heart. And it's a beautiful picture. Um, so, yes, I'm this vessel today, at times, broken vessel with the glory of God, with the treasures of God, because God has poured out into my life his mercy, his grace, his love, his answers to prayer, and sometimes he does it in some funny and amazing ways. So um, that was a very long intro, you'll have to excuse me. Um, I'm going to be flitting between glasses, I'm not used to glasses and speaking. Um, so anyway, I was thinking it's all about the journey, and right I have to move on. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this Say in faith. It's apparently an acrostic. Acrostic, my children say? Yeah. Um, each one of the letters has been taken from the word faith. I, faith is a fantastic adventure in trusting him. I'd seen it on one of her books years ago. I couldn't find the book. And then I came to find out later who wrote that. Maybe somebody might know. I'll share afterwards. But anyway... I thought, oh, faith is a fantastic adventure in trusting him. Now, I like the word adventure as um, I've been thinking what to speak about. And then when Becky texts to say, the young people are coming, I went, whoa. And now, can I just say, I'm so glad you young people are here because I went a bit further down memory lane. But I realised when I was growing up, probably about your age, um, I was into reading books, I was very shy. I struggled to make friends. But all the books that I read were about adventures. I couldn't get off the Famous Five. I wanted a treasure island. I wanted to go off and have an adventure. And later, the books were about travelling across the world. And in those days, we couldn't just put it on the internet, on the computer and seen it, done it. But actually, they were far off lands. And in those days, Hungary was a shut, closed country. And I thought, I'll collect Hungarian stamps. That was the nearest I could get to Hungary. And I even dreamt one day that I was in Hungary, surrounded by about 200 people. Well, years later, God answered that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even the Lords, it was a dream. And one day I was there doing sketchboard and mime in Hungary, Mm -hmm. surrounded by big crowds of people, and God took me back to that dream. So um, so I I love to think of adventure. Now, I was very shy, very shut down, so I could hide behind a book also. But I could dream of adventures. I couldn't live the adventure. I couldn't do the journey. And each day was a struggle to get through. And I struggled to make friends. However, I had one school friend so who was an amazing school friend. And I only got to know her again because I saw her and I thought, oh, is she Chinese? <laughs> and I overcame my, my shyness to say, is it true you're Chinese? And it was the start of an amazing friendship. And it was this one friend that brought me to the church, that brought me to the Lord. I didn't need more than one friend in one way. So young people, you never know the effects your life can be on that one friend in your school. Invite them to your church, invite them to your house. Don't even talk to Jesus necessarily, but just invite them into that relationship because you've got something special that shines through. You might not see it, but others will see it. You are different. Well, this one friend brought me to the church and very quickly, um, well, it wasn't very quickly, I came to the Lord, but very quickly, she taught me how to pray. And every night after school, we would pray, her and her mum. And this friend was Lisa and her mum was Margaret. And the object of what we were praying for was for their dad to come to the Lord, and that's Jim, Jim Bailey. So I learned to pray very early on, I think even before I was saved, that God answers prayer. Amen. God answers prayer. Um, so an amazing. So for me, when I came to Christ, it was the start of an amazing adventure. Um, and I started to then open the Bible and read. I like reading about the adventures in the Bible. So my favorite bit is Egypt, people of Israel leaving, walking around the wilderness. I love the Red Sea. Because we all like a good, happy ending, don't we? You know, the Red Sea experiences coming out of Egypt and the promised land. And I love that. I've reread it. I've looked at the parallels in our life. It's a story I go back and back on. But we're starting a journey. So I'm really glad, young people, that you're here today because um, many of you, if not all of you, have probably given your lives to the Lord. And they're just starting out on that journey. Giving your life to the Lord's not the end, it's the beginning of an amazing journey. And it is a fantastic adventure in trusting Him. Now, some of us have had some adventures um, over the years. I was just thinking, and um, I was just thinking, I I believe, Betty, you went to China years ago. Was that in an orphanage? It was. So Betty went to China with this lot, Alan and Esme. And I'm looking at Alan here, you can't miss Alan, but, um, and Alan's on an adventure at the moment in retirement, um, God put on his heart to start food bank. So Alan's on another adventure. So there's lots of different adventures, um, different countries. I know years ago, God called me to go abroad, um, and I worked with refugees and that was another adventure, amazing adventures. And, um. Um, it, it amazes me, so, and maybe as young people, you've got uh, one of our favourite conversations in our family, they must be our children, we love to talk about what country would you like to visit? So I think my manager has got a list, haven't you? Is it Borneo and where else? Peru. Simeon might even have a bigger list. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that made him look up. Um, so, but a bigger list. But do you, do you know what? I, um, this time last year, I got diagnosed with cancer. And, and it was a, you know, it, I didn't know where the journey was going to go, what the outcome was going to be. And actually at this point last year, I feel like I'm reliving the journey. Um, I'd had my operation and I was waiting for the results. We didn't know if it spread into the body, didn't know if I needed chemo. Um, But right at the beginning, I think it was one day when Daniel was saying, can we pray for people? And it was about something completely different. As Daniel prayed for me, I suddenly said, oh, God's speaking to me new beginnings. And I said, that seems a bit laughable. I've just got cancer after what has been a tough journey for a few years, and God's speaking new beginnings. So I suddenly, through the cancer, I was like, hmm, when I get through the other side of this cancer... I want some adventures. So, um, yes, so go ape. (laughs) I've chatted about doing with Michelle and Darren. Um, I'd love to go skiing. Um, And another thing that God put on my heart was I'd love to sit in the cafe in fresh ground and I'd love to pray. I'd like to have a part-time job and I'd love to sit in fresh ground and just be led, God. And that was my other adventure that I wanted to go on. They all looked a bit impossible at that point. Um, so, I, was, I wish Sean, there he is. I asked him earlier this morning, where would you like to go if you could go on an adventure? <coughs> um, <coughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mark's oh, giving God. you the thumbs up behind you there. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> anyway... The person that actually came out and said this, and because we can go on these fantastic journeys and we think, oh, it's going to be great. We're starting out in the Christian life. It's all going to be fantastic. We're heading to the promised land. Um, But you know what? The journey's not always fantastic. Um, And I thought, can I really say that? And I thought, yes, I can. Because I've got a God who is fantastic, who is always faithful, who never lets us down. Who never leaves us alone, and God does the journey with us. So I can't say that. But do you know the person that did say this was Corrie Ten Boom? Now, many of you probably have read or know of Corrie Ten Boom. She is a Dutch lady. She died some years back. Um, she was the daughter of a watchmaker, and this Christian family took in many Jewish people. Um, and she ended up in time in the concentration camps um, and lost so many in her family. And yet she wrote, faith is a fantastic adventure in trusting him. And in the camps where all hope disappeared, where there was despair, there was fear, people's bodies were emaciated in their heart, um, Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy, they prayed. They did Bible studies. They gave hope. They brought the love of God. And God used them in that moment. It wasn't an adventure, maybe they'd chosen to have. But nevertheless, she could say, faith, a fantastic journey in trusting Him. So I was quite surprised when I read who'd actually written that, because you think, oh, it's someone whose nice life's going hunky dory. Um, OK, right. Yes. Um, A few weeks back, um, I came into Fresh Ground on a Monday morning. God had given me the real answer to prayer. I got a part-time job, and I was able to come in and pray at Fresh Ground. I get excited about Fresh Ground. It's another adventure, isn't it? And at times, it's probably a scary adventure uh, financially. (laughs) Um, And we don't know where it's going. But, you know, just, is it a few days ago, we passed our second anniversary? Is that right, John? Um, And I came in, and as I walked through the door, I thought, oh, God, this is so exciting. Realising the journey, he'd brought me on, and I sat in the corner. And I said, God, how am I going to pray for fresh ground? Where do you want me to pray? And God really brought to my mind the book of Jeremiah, Uh, Not Jeremiah, how can I say that? Nehemiah. I've been living with Nehemiah, all rhymes. Um, And I read particularly chapter four, but then, and I shared it with our community group, but then in the weeks that have passed, I've continued to stay in the book of of, um, Nehemiah. And um, it says, In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, and I, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men and I questioned them about a Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They also said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted. And I prayed before God of heaven. The journey wasn't going well. It didn't look fantastic. But as I read it, God's spirit just absolutely whoosh came on me. And I knew how to pray for fresh ground that day. And ever since that time, it's been quite a a journey of adventure. Each time I've come in uh, the week after, um, I really wasn't feeling it. And I thought... I'm going in to pray, but I'm not feeling it. It's going to have to be by obedience today, God. And uh, I walked in, and I sat there. I think Tim Cross came in, and it was great. I wanted to ask something of him practically. And then, I'm so glad you guys are here. John came in, and he came over to the table and bought his cup of coffee, and we started talking. And um, John didn't realise, but you brought me really the word of God that day. And these guys... John and Rose are precious, and I'm so glad. And you're on the front row, I can't believe it. It makes it easier to find out. I've not known you sit on the front row. But this is an amazing couple. And Jim would say to me over the months in our life group, he said, they've learned how to do the roller coaster of life, Debbie. They've learned how to pray. In all the ups and downs, learned from them. And I have been, and I am. And John, that day you came and you came over for a coffee. You're not a man of many words, but what you say is worth all all our words, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And we were talking about something that had happened within your family recently that had been awful. And um, you were speaking to some in your family and I was saying, how's it going? And you said, I've just had to say, in my family, let it go. Let it go. Let God. And I thought that's part of the journey, isn't it? Letting go of the things that would distract us from going forward. And the thing that happened was horrendous and still is being outworked. And yet John and Rose have learned on the roller coaster of life, the ups and downs. They're there in prayer before God. And that morning, I realized why I wasn't feeling it coming in because I needed to let go. And I went, John, you just preached a sermon to me. (laughs) We don't need all these long words. That does it for me. But equally, um, Rose, when she shared here, maybe a year ago, you shared your testimony, was the other thing of in the situations on the roller coaster of life, ask God to come in. Ask God to come in, and that's prayer. I know Becky's been doing prayer with you, young people, and sometimes when we say the word prayer, it sounds rather dry. But prayer is talking with God, it's listening to God, it's crying out to God, it's praising God. It's dancing in God's presence. It's singing praises to him. It's thankfulness. Um, It's all of those things. So don't let it ever be just that one word prayer. And Rose in that had shared that in the difficulties of life. I ask God in to all the, you know, and I thought that just says it. Let it go. And I ask God to come in. So thank you. Thank you. Part of this journey. Anyway, as I read Nehemiah... The, the word that really spoke to me was about the remnant. I got really excited. I'm, I'm not going to share the rest of Nehemiah because poor Alan's coming after me. There's the clock, right? And I so want to listen. As you're that living testimony, I'm excited what you're going to say. So I've had to cut Nehemiah out. Sorry, Mark, you got excited last week. Maybe another time. That's another story. The book of, of Nehemiah. It's exciting. Read it if you can. It's 13 chapters. One chapter does... Lots of lists of names. So if you get bored by it, just think it's like a school register where you're ticking off names to show who was there. But the rest of it's fantastic. Uh, So maybe that's another day, another sermon. But God really spoke to me about the remnant. And do you know what? These people, they were living the promised land life. And I, a few months back, God had said, stop wandering around the wilderness. You know, we, we come into the promised land. And I'm thinking, hold on a moment. All that I'm reading in Nehemiah, they are in the promised land. It's all suddenly gone so badly wrong. And it's so easy to start our journey outright and get distracted along the way and allow the cares of life, the cares. I'm wildly off my notes. Um, I'm there somewhere. Okay. And... um, but this word, the remnant... Now, I, I went out, I've i got a nicer piece of carpet over there. The carpet shop man gave me a really nice piece, and I thought, that doesn't look like a remnant, when I explained I was I was speaking this morning. And then I realised my computer chair was sitting on one of our remnants. <laughs> our back room's a bit of a disaster zone. It's what we call our lived-in room, but it's much loved as well. And I was sitting on this bit of carpet in our back room, so I brought it with me. This remnant was frayed at the edge. It's seen better days. Um, and... This really just really spoke to me um, because suddenly in Nehemiah, they're in the promised land. Um, Suddenly they were in great trouble and disgrace. And there was the Jewish remnant. And sometimes we can feel like that remnant. Um, I know in the last few years I felt broken at times, that broken vessel. Um, Sometimes we feel a bit battered by the storms of life, the crisis. It could be financial, it could be relationships. Um, and these people, they, they were the Jewish people who would escaped captivity. Um, and so maybe they were feeling few in number. Um, and sometimes we can feel that even today, we thought, oh, a lot of people have moved on from church. You know, you know, God, what can you do? And yet God's saying, God delights in the remnant. His promise was on the remnant. His blessing was on the remnant. And uh, where's Teresa? Right, i have to flick to the next picture. Teresa gets excited when she sees remnants and pieces of rubbish. She really does. And it's amazing what Teresa will make out of our rubbish. You know, it's amazing. So, you're going to recognise that, Alan and Esme. (laughs) Um, I love it because... Teresa's given me two pictures now and she can't believe just how much God speaks to me through the pictures. And I think Teresa has an amazing ability, all of who she is in God and her love for crafts. Mm -hmm. When she gives you a picture, Mm -hmm. it's already what God's doing or has done in your life and it's a confirmation. And they're the most precious of presents, really are, that money cannot buy. But I love this because out of the remnants... And made this picture. Now, what most of you don't know, those beautiful flowers, and she added some sparkle on it, came from one of Alan and Esme's serviettes when she was at lunch there, even the day before. <laughs> um, and I loved it with the butterfly, the most beautiful thing, because God wants to not just do amazing things, he wants to do beautiful things in this remnant. That is our life. Um, so... God's promise was on the remnant. And in one way, when I looked at this remnant, I thought, that's me, I've survived the journey. I'm recovering from cancer treatment. And yet some months ago, I said to God, I had quite a journey before I got to cancer, so it was just the added thing. And uh, I said, God, I'm starting to recover. I don't know what my life looks like anymore. I don't know how to live it. And then God did something amazing. And I went through, I'm on medication for five years to help prevent the cancer come back. And it's caused some side effects, but I went through a period of about two months into the holidays as well, um, where I was just wiped out with exhaustion. But each day I got up and I thought, oh, I would walk into my back room, my lived up room, which has got a sofa bed in it, a piano, drum kit, monitors, two computers, everything in it and a wobbly table which my dear husband's mended so many times and God started to speak to me and God started to pour out and pour out because I said God I don't know what my life looks like anymore I I was at the end of the road before cancer and then cancer came along and I realized it wasn't a cancer journey I'd ever been on God was saying you're on my journey cancer is part of the journey And God was in all the mix. And um, so as I sat there, I had about four weeks where my energy levels were through the floor. And I'd go to walk to this table in the morning. And it got so amazing, I wouldn't even get to the table. And God was just pouring out his presence, his Holy Spirit. And it felt like a song from years ago, um, Graham Kendrick. uh, The feast is ready to begin. And it talks about the banqueting table. And I felt that this good old wobbly table of ours, I fell in love with because that's where I got to meet with God every morning. Mm -hmm. And God had done a miracle there in that back room with all the distractions. God met with me and I I got really excited about it. And one of the days I um, took my parents out. My dad's getting older and is needing a bit more help. And we went to visit the lavender farm and I... While I was there, my mum said, I haven't bought a present for you. Because our lives, we spent a lot of the last year in lots of hospitals. My mum with me, me with my mum, and me with my dad. We've, we've done most, and we've done most costas in all those hospitals as well. Um, but there have been amazing times, amazing times, where God is bringing healing in my family. Not, not in the mountaintop experiences, but in the hospital wards, yeah. in the corridors, my mum and I have just rejoiced together in a new place together. And God is bringing healing. Amen. So I just wanted to share this. I, my mum said, I haven't bought you anything. I said, it doesn't matter. A lady was selling earrings. They're made out of glass. And they're beautiful. And uh, funny enough, I was sharing my bracelet to her because it came from Africa, the one with the safety pins. And um, on the name of her company, now I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Teresa will correct me here. Shekinah Glass? Shekinah? Is that right? Shekinah, good. Okay, it's a word probably most of you know. I didn't know it. I'm not really into big words. But it really means the power of God's presence. And I thought, whoa, here I am. God, you've been pouring out for the last few weeks. I'm here with my parents. My dad's memory's going. He has a lot of other health problems. And we sat outside and he said, I want to buy you an ice cream. Growing up, we never had the money. We never wasted the money on ice cream and stuff in that way. And he was so pleased that day because some days are good and other days he can't recognise money, coins. And he was so pleased. He said, I think I've got it right. I want to buy you girls an ice cream. And I said, God, there's the start of healing here, not because of the ice cream, but because of all that God is doing. I don't know where it's going. We don't know where the journey's going. Uh, I've got a cancer appointment this Tuesday. I don't know, you know, but God is good. And that word, Shekinah, I came back, Lisa and Dennis were invited around. It happened to be my birthday. And all I could do was share about the powerful presence of God with my dad sitting there to Lisa and Dennis because God had so filled my heart. So I look at this remnant today, and as I was sitting here in fresh ground, praying for fresh ground, we're on a scary adventure with it. Fresh ground, aren't we? It's a bit scary. It's been amazing and we started well. Lots of celebrations. I used to love working here on a Friday with Stephen, Anna, and Christine, Anna's mother in law, and we had some amazing times. Um, and as I sat here praying, I thought, I don't know what the future looks like for fresh ground. But you know, we've got an amazing opportunity to keep the doors of this church open. We have never had such a mission opportunity as a church. We've done outreach in every way going over the years. But we've never had such an opportunity as opening the doors that this building, people are suddenly aware there's stuff happening here. Um, But I I would love... I really feel this... And I have gone off my notes, so it doesn't matter. Um, I just really want to kind of finish... Just give them yeah, some time. I just really want to finish with, will you pray for fresh ground? Um, if you can't get here, pray at home. If you can get here, sit at a table and pray. It's powerful. And uh, I think Eugene's... Where's Eugene? He's been sitting in fresh ground with his laptop. And I think you've been aware and seeing so much goes on in fresh ground. Amazing relationships. People coming in that have never done church. People's children who are blessed. Old people, I've just started a Bible study with a lady called Joy, funny enough. And 95 years of age. And as we opened the scriptures, she, she lived up to her name. It was a joy. Oh, I never knew that. That's amazing. And on that day when I prayed, and a customer in the cafe said, oh, you don't normally come here so many days now. I said, no, I'm starting to pray. She was a Christian. And she said, oh, I'd really like to join that Bible study. You know, I thank God each day, but from there, I don't know where else to go. You know, so amazing things happens in this place, amazing conversations. Um, And if we can pray for fresh ground, if we can pray the financial, for more customers, for miracles, for lives that are changed, that would be brilliant. But as young people, um, you're starting on this adventure. And yesterday we were at a job fair. Uh, with, for Simeon predominantly, but Anna Joy really enjoyed it, um, just over the water. And as we, we came to fresh ground, late night, opening night, and um, just as we were leaving, Becky said, I'll be praying for you, I'll be praying for Sim And I thought, that's fantastic. This youth leaders just put it all into action of starting the journey in prayer. And many of you young people are choosing GCSEs if you're a bit younger, or you're choosing A-level choices, you're choosing colleges, you're choosing careers, choosing relationships in time. And each of those areas, you need to find that place in prayer where you can talk to God about it, where you can ask God about it, where you can commit your ways to God, the beginning of your journeys. Not everyone here has had the fortune of knowing God at the beginning of their journeys and are still working out some of the repercussions of not knowing God but you have this amazing opportunity to not just share with a friend at school, bring a friend. Um, You know, you've got this opportunity to pray and to keep going. That passage that I read about those that survived the exile, and it felt a bit like me survived the journey. Um, God wants us to keep praying on the journey. It's an adventure. There are times when it doesn't feel fantastic, but we have to remember we've got a fantastic God that never fails us and who is faithful. So I think I'll finish there. There is the book of Nehemiah. So if, I would love to have got into it, but I'm so conscious of dear Alan. Um, so if you want to read Nehemiah, it's 13 chapters. Um, did they stay in this state? Did they stay where it said that they'd survived the exile, um, but they were low, they were broken down? So um, maybe that's a story for another time. But thank you for listening. Thank you, Debbie.